Welcome to Change Making Women, the podcast for women who make a difference. With Ziada Bade in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania, and Marianne Clements in London, in the UK. So hi, and welcome to Change Making Women. Um, I'm here with Ziada. Hi, Ziada. Hi, Marianne. How are you? I'm very good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. Um, and we have a guest with us this evening, really excited to talk to her. She is Ruby Slout, and she is the founder and CEO of Wookaware. And well, Ruby will tell us exactly what Wookaware is, but um, I've been trying them out this weekend, so I've got more <laughs> to say about them later. But introduce yourself maybe to our guests and tell them what Wookaway is all about because I know it will come the best from from you yourself. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, hello Marianne and Giada. Um, yes thank you for having me uh, having me as a part of your podcast today. Um, so I'm Ruby, uh, I'm the CEO and co-founder of Wookaway. Wooka is a reusable period underwear, menstrual underwear that can that replaces any tampons and pads so basically you have a pair of pants you put it on take it off wash it dry it reuse it again it's, it's simply just like any ordinary knicker but it absorbs four tampons worth of blood and it's amazing it is <laughs> most of the customer describe our pants as revolutionizing like liberating kind of thing and it's one absolutely of comfortable period product ever in the market so i have tried them over the weekend i have washed and dried them three times because i've only got one pair at the moment (laughs) 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 so that i can wear them as much as i physically possibly can (laughs) at least the sun is shining so the sun is shining so they're easy to dry right exactly (laughs) okay so ruby how did you come up with this uh, idea well, yes, that is one of the popular questions as well that I often Yeah, quite <laughs> interesting. Um, I think it's, it's a mixture of past experience as well as, as my, my education. Um, I came here and I studied environmental science. And since I graduated, I had this, this, this thing in my head, like I need to find a work in environmental sectors. All of these years that I've been studying about it, will go to waste kind of thing. And, um, and then when I was doing my, some of my volunteer work, I came across Women's Environmental Network. They are a small charity based in London, all run by women. And all of a sudden we started sharing our experience of childhood and menstrual product. And they had done a, a campaign uh, where they were talking about what is inside the menstrual product that we use, tampons and pads. Uh, why is uh, the big brands not so transparent about what it is actually made up of? And while I was doing that, um, we said like, oh, I think we need to educate all the children and students about uh, what are the choices that they have got for the menstrual product. And I said, I will coordinate one of the pilot project. And I came to one of my local schools, secondary school, and I said, um, hey, we would like to run a small a pilot project where we would like to come and educate all the girls about all the menstrual product that's out in the market. And while I was talking to them, I shared my story about growing up in Nepal. And I said, 
actually, I used to use a sari rag and I said, and then I was, I was taking them through that journey of like how sustainable it was, but so uncomfortable. Many reasons why girls didn't go to school was because of embarrassment, not having a proper uh, sanitation facilities like toilet or changing room, these kind of thing. And then this, I had this moment where I was like, hang on a second, I think we can make an underwear that has got inbuilt pad in it. And all you have to do is just wear pants, take it off, wash it, use it again. The most eco-friendly version of it and also most comfortable because all my childhood up until I was 20 years old, I was trying to improvise how I can have a comfortable period. And that was my opportunity. Then came home, worked for six months trying to find the right kind of fabric that absorbs certain amount of liquid, but also it's absolutely comfortable and you just feel like, you know, cramps are always associated with period. But if we have something, at least a slightly comfortable menstrual product that makes our life easier, then why not? So then that's how I created Wuka. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's kind of fascinating the whole journey because mm. I, can, I can relate myself like I used to do all sorts of things when I was young, trying to, trying to make, make sure that the pad holds its place on my underwear kind of thing, you know? Pinning the pad, wearing two, three underwears, wearing a tight shorts, even on a very hot day, those kind of things. Okay. And WUKA, what does that mean? So WUKA stands for wake up, kick ass. So, oh, okay. Yeah. I would have never guessed that. <laughs> and period often has like a very negative connotation. It's a, like a social taboos. Uh, it's, a, it's an environmental problem as well with um, all the waste. Uh, it's physical pain. So everything is all negative. And we wanted to bring a positive note to the period. That's why we said, will wake up kick ass no matter who you are what you do even when you are in a period you can go do whatever you feel like and whatever you want to yeah i love that and i i just wanted to um sort of ask you a bit more about like how you how how the product was developed like you know did you know anything about developing products or did you just you know did you just teach yourself or or learn from people like because I think it's amazing that the product seems to be so effective. <laughs> and maybe I should just say something about that for people listening. Like, this is just like putting on your pants. There's nothing like when you wear a pad and it feels like there's something between your legs the whole time. It's just that, that there's a slightly thicker like, bit in the middle, but it's only slightly thicker and it's absorbing, you know, a lot of blood, like four tampons worth. That's a lot of blood, right? And so you can just go out wearing, I went out on Saturday night wearing them, not worry at all about, you know, about leaking or carrying, you know, having to carry like extra pads, change and all of that. It's revolutionary, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, it, it is. Um, so in terms of the whole production thing, I was lucky enough to do a lean, uh, lean methodology. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, I was lucky enough to do the lean methodology course couple of years prior to doing the WUKA. And so basically what it does is you build, test, learn, validate the assumption, you try and get out of the building. So the whole course was like um, 
started on Friday, finishes on Sunday. So mm -hmm. Friday evening you go, you pitch your ideas. If you've got any ideas, 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. If people are interested on your pitch, they will come and form a group. And mm -hmm. then you take that idea the whole night, the next morning, what you do is you get out of the building, ask the market, ask the people, is there, is there a room for a product like this? Kind mm -hmm. of and then you come back and you do test on it and um, make a website or have people to pre-sign up. Some people even go so further that they, they build a product and start selling it there and then. It's wow. so strong, yeah. And then the community is so strong that the people are from software, from, from marketing background, from various background, all coming together mm -hmm. and, and basically creating this product. And there are many businesses that, has, that have started as a startup from those lean methodology. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and that's what I learned. Uh, it's like, before I started Wuka, I was like, okay, I wanted to create the pants, but is there a market for this pants? So you go and do a market research um what are people not happy about with the current menstrual product um how can we change it what are what are the recurring problem that people do get those kind of thing and once you find out that then then, then that was the that was the point where we found out like oh everybody prefers a black granny style comfy pants for them <laughs> to wear on the period you know you don't want to i don't think people prefer wearing a thong on the period yeah. I know, <laughs> um, but but that that's something that we got from the market research. Also, mm -hmm. we found out that more than seventy percent of people are still not satisfied with the current menstrual product. Wow! So getting those kind of key information to 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 bring a new product is very important. Yeah. Um, and after that, our main main focus was how can where can we find the absorbent fabric? What kind of absorbency? How can we make it? thin so that it doesn't feel like you're wearing a bulky pad yeah um, and also the also the the core fabric i mean the the fabric that is inside and outside of the our underwear is not cotton it's modal and modal is one of the softest fiber uh to wear it's made out of beach tree so we put all of these thought together mm -hmm. to create it walker and um yeah so it it was a long process, but also very quick. It was quite challenging for us because I've never been into any fabric industries before, not mm -hmm. knowing what it is. So doing the whole research was very interesting, um, very worth it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we got absorbent material from, from a wool, a sheep's wool to like various different absorbency le uh, levels. Um, so that was interesting to find out. Um, doing some scientific tests was that was interesting too, uh, like how much it can actually hold before it starts literally leaking without any kind of uh, leak proof layer. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so, so yeah, so basically it's build, test, learn, validate the assumption. So with every step of the process, it was like that. So we went and we made a prototype. We I gave it to local people, including transgender, uh, cancer patient, Down syndrome girl. So finding out different people who might use this product yeah. so that it's, so we, we create one product that is good enough for everyone mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. without diversifying too much. Yeah. 
Oh, it's amazing. And I, and I just wanted to sort of, for, for people listening who might not know about, you know, what, what are the issues with kind of menstrual, uh, disposable menstrual products? Because you spoke about a little bit about the, uh, when the Women Environmental Network campaign, but I think some of the statistics that I heard you speaking about before about that uh, are um, pretty stark and, and, and I don't think many people know about them. So could you just say a little bit about what's, what the problems are in terms of just in environmental problems in terms of disposable uh, menstrual products? Okay, um, yes, it is absolutely shocking. Um, 200,000 tonnes of tampons and pads are sent to landfill every year just from the UK. So um, 9 billion tampons applicator, just the applicator on its own gets sent to, um, sent to landfill. And uh, 9 billion is like a twice the, the, all the women around the world, more than that, right? Yeah. They, they stay in, the, in our earth for hundreds and hundreds of years to come. Yeah. One tampon applicator is also equivalent to four plastic bags. And I know now we are like being, everybody's so eco-conscious. We don't want to spend that 5p extra on the plastic bag when we go shopping and stuff. Mm -hmm. But if every time you, if you use a tampon with an applicator, you are using up four, tam four plastic bag yeah. worth of plastic. So it's, it's a huge, when, when, you, when we say that way. Um, also, most of the tampons and pads are made out of, um, blend of cotton and rayon and cotton is also like the second dirtiest crop in the world mm -hmm. purely because there's so much pesticides used to to grow cotton mm -hmm. and when the cotton is comes comes out they are bleached again and when they are bleached the chemical that is used to bleach them they are released out to the environment every single time mm -hmm. and then that creates a dioxin and that's one of the reasons that we didn't chose cotton fabric is because the micromodal that we are using it it works as a like a closed loop kind of uh recycling so all the chemical that are used to uh dissolve those fiber the dissolved mm -hmm. pulp is reused again 99.5 percent of it okay. back on again so that the next batch gets uh the the pulp can be dissolved in in, in a similar way whereas the cotton are quite, quite harmful for the environment. Okay. And, and those are the things that you have to tell the story because we still don't know. We are so many things that goes in when it comes to production of fabrics and stuff um, out in the environment. And yes, di dioxin is often associated with carcinogenic and cancer-related um, illnesses. Um, also the TSS, the toxic shock syndrome. Um, yeah. Not many people talk about it, but it still exists. I mean, recently, I think just two, three weeks ago, mm. somebody, a girl was taken to a hospital almost like at the critical stage. And then they found that she, she's got toxic shock syndrome. She forgot to take her tampons out. So mm. these virus stays in your vagina for so long mm -hmm. and creates the bacteria starts growing over there. And, and hence, hence people get TSS. Mm -hmm. Yes, so, so health impact a lot. Um, also, many people, many, many people come, come to us complaining about how chaffing, irritating, uh, they get some kind of allergic reaction to the glue on the back of the 
uh, the pad. So uh, yeah, okay. Getting reacted to those kind of thing as well. Um, so that's why that's why our underwear is something that is external. You don't have to insert or anything. Yeah. Just like on regular pants. The only thing is try to remember to clean thoroughly, clean it, dry it properly mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, how has the reception been ever since you introduced the product into the market? Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. We are getting such a great positive response from so many people from all walks of life. So mm. I get uh, teenagers with Down syndromes, parents who has got children uh, with some kind of learning difficulties who find it difficult to challenge we find it challenging to deal with periods of their daughter and stuff. So constantly reminding them to change or, or they don't, they don't want to wear tampons or pad, those kind of thing and persuading them to try the menstrual product. Mm. But something like underwear is like, you just pass it on, just wear it. And it does the, it does its work. Wow. So we had, we had really huge, huge positive response with the underwear. Um, yes, we do get sometimes like um, saying with the band, like maybe you shouldn't put the band on, but the band is there for a reason. Just like your other normal underwear, when you've opened a drawer and you, if you're in your period, you can exactly find out which pants to wear. <laughs> <laughs> or also, it is something you, you have to be period positive about it. So if you are wearing a jeans, show off your pants, you know? It's something to be proud of, period. <laughs> I mean, you are empowered with the power of giving birth to a child because right. of the period. So why not, right? <laughs> right, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, um, I think, yeah, just to say for anyone listening, like the band is like, um, what is it like? I don't know, but it just, it just says Wooker wear, I think, round the top of the pants so you can yes. see which pants they are. Which, yeah, I agree, it's handy to find them in the drawer because otherwise they're black pants and you might have another pair, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, um, what I think is really interesting about these is I think, because like, other reusable forms of sanitary products, I've tried the cap and, and also um, washable pads, but I think that they sort of, have tended to like appeal to, I don't know, maybe not everybody, maybe not like quite so mainstream. Whereas I think that pants, there's something that about them that I think is sort of much more, has, has potentially much more mass appeal. Cause I think those people are like, what, you know, oh, washing pads, why would I want to do that when I can just throw them away? But like washing your pants, which you're going to wash anyway, yeah. that, that's not really a big deal. So I do feel like pants are kind of the future of re really of a reusable menstrual product. Also, I think it's about time all the supermarkets start putting mm. menstrual product in the women's section. Yeah. And that's where we want to be. Is we want to be with all the laundry, you would have to put period pants next to it because that is what you wear four days, five days of your month, right? Absolutely. So why, why remove that away from that section? Yeah. And, and yes, yeah, we, we would like to go to the supermarket and be there the first mm. period underwear. There, um, are, there are a few other people making, there's someone in America making them, I can't remember what they're called now. Um, yes, there are a few brands around America, Australia, okay. Canada. So 
we are the first one in 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 the UK. So mm-hmm. okay. well, but um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 a very up and coming um, menstrual product. Yes, people are loving it. Yeah, mm. and how affordable is it? Um, on the long run, yes, you are saving mm. a lot of money. But in the beginning, it's an investment. So mm. at the moment, we are doing a pre-order up until July. So it'll cost you £25 a pair. Okay. Uh, or if you buy a pack of five, it's £100. But if you are looking at the amount of menstrual product that you use every month, including mm. the bed sheet you ruin or the underwear, because yeah. everybody has that stain mm. all the time. <laughs> I know, right? Especially at so night, it's no basically replacing you three things yeah. at the same time. So you've got Okay. Pads, panty liners, kind of thing. Um, bed sheets, your underwear. Also, it's very comfortable, chic style. Um, you would want to wear it. I, I get so okay. many customers saying, like, I can't see. Ever since I bought the pants, I can't wait to have my period every day, every month. <laughs> that way, <laughs> I think it's kind of exciting. And even up, still now, I do the same thing. I'm like. Every time wearing it, and I'm I'm doing tests all the time. You know, every time I'm here, I'm like, how many hours did I wear it for? How long <laughs> did you dry it? Those kind of things. <laughs> it does take a little bit longer to dry than ordinary pants, obviously, because it's got that that um, yes. absorbent section, I guess. So you do need like, yeah, five is probably a good number to have, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I do have five, and then I and that easily goes through my period without me worrying like oh that pair is not gonna dry kind of <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and because that that's another like and since june last year i haven't had a single tampons of pad ever in my house wow so and in june when i made it i made some underwear by myself at home so they're pretty manky looking but but does the work <laughs> <laughs> um because i literally bought like two cotton underwear ripped it up on the on the side and then put the pad in it and sew it all the way around and I bought size eight underwear and then it shrunk to size six by the time I stitched everything (laughs) (laughs) Um, but but yeah I mean yeah so if you don't want to worry about it and if you have like a regular flow of four to five days five pairs should be more than enough for you to wear it wash it change it and have spare as well yeah, so once you've made that £100 investment, you know, for probably a number of years, you might have to buy some every, you know, few years if they wear out, I guess. But, yes. like, yeah, you wouldn't have to keep buying anything in between. I think it's genius. I it think we should all do it. Go and buy as well. Sometimes, you know, you always end up having, like, oh, ran out this month kind of thing. and Or all of a sudden you have, like, a surprise. Um, yeah that's true it's like oh at least you are not secure because you got a pants kind of thing on your drawer yeah (laughs) (laughs) or maybe like one you carry with you all the time (laughs) yeah yeah exactly I mean this is one thing I say to whenever I pitch it to the teenagers or the parents of the teenager who are the kids who are just about to have the period it's like this is something you can just put it in their PE bag if by any chance they had the period at school they don't know what to do. Um, then basically what you can say then is like, just reach out to your bag. There is a pan that says, we'll come around the band. Just put that on and come home and we'll talk more about it. Mm. 
this kind yeah. of way. So the kids are reassured, like, oh, okay, at least I've got something back up kind of thing. I don't have to fiddle about like how to use tampons I've had. Most of the parents still don't want the kids to use tampons. So it's always the pads option. Um, but yes, but, but having that in your bag for a child or an adult in mm. case of emergency is always handy. Mm. Absolutely. And what have been uh, some of the challenges, you know, as you, you are from the production, from the thought itself to the production to where you are at the moment? What have been the challenges, you know, along the way? Oh my gosh, it's, it's scaling up. Mm. Yeah. Because um, we did a Kickstarter campaign in end of November um, and then we raised £7,000 and we, were, we took that and we said like, okay, let's start the production kind of thing. And as we were producing the underwear and that batch was coming, uh, we, were, we were featured in national newspaper and then everything went like boom like people cut so much traffic and we got sold out in like less than 10 days, all of the stock that we had ordered. And we were like, okay, wow. Kind of thing, you know, like what are we going to do now? And we were, and, and then when the production arrived at home and then we started shipping it out, we were short of a couple of hundred pair of pants. Um, and I think that was, that was the most challenging point, like where, okay, now we need to scale this up but then we haven't heard the feedback from the people who first bought the pants. Should we wait for them till we scale up? Because, and then, then the wait is always like 30 to 40 days, right? Because people have period only once a month, unfortunately. <laughs> so um, it went that way. And then, the, and then we started the second production and then, the, and then we came with BBC Three News and then boom, sold out again. And, and now we are like, oh my gosh. So, and that is with a very little amount of PR or publicity that we have pushed out. So now, now we, now we started getting the feedback from the people and now we know that the underwear works for majority of the people and they, they are coming back again and again to us. Now we know that there is definitely a demand. So I think that that's scaling up. The other challenge is like when people ask us like, Oh, uh, are you thinking of doing a different style, different color, mm. those kind of thing, you know? And, the, and what I've learned and what I really fo focus on is that lean methodology. I, I build, test, learn. So I know that we have created Wuka, this style, this design, loved by every people. So we have to excel that first, how to get it perfect so that we can move to the next. And that I think saying no to the people or saying like, oh, we haven't thought about it or, oh, we're not doing that color or we're not doing that style kind of thing is like slightly challenging because, yeah, it, it, it is. And then just trying to like focus as well as like, oh, yes, we have to do this kind of color, this kind of style. But no, but get back, sit in the drawing room, think about what we have to improve on this to make it the best and ultimate period underwear kind of thing so yeah scaling up and and then and then the balance between the new thing and improving the the thing that we have is like a bit of a challenging it, it reminds me the other that conversation we had at Wambui a few weeks ago we we're talking about how like when you're trying to start a business or a project mm. and like um people come to you with their ideas 
and there's yes. things you, they think you should do differently and how, what it takes to like just stay focused stay in your lane yeah <laughs> and like do what you're committed to rather than letting yourself get distracted mm. by oh, all the mm. things because a bit of me is like oh yeah I'd take red ones I'd take even orange ones <laughs> but like but actually like I really respect what you're saying like make it the best it is as soon as you do that your stop control is going to be even more complicated right as soon as you've got more colors or styles you're like into a whole new problem with like and i think many many of the businesses fail because they are trying to do too much thing at the short span of time without not knowing what the market actually wants and then you as you as you said yes you end up with like so many stock not sold out i mean we were quite hesitant even to do larger size like above 18 and 20 but i really wanted to do mm. do the plus size and i still don't know what's the plus size market um and when we did the size 20 some people who are plus 20 size came us to say like oh why are you not doing these sizes uh mm. we would love to have 24 26 those kind of thing but then the 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 size that sold out first was from 6 to 16 Mm. and then we ended up having 18 and 20 go on for a couple of months now and mm-hmm. i still have 20 um size 20 um so that is another thing like finding what size the most popular one what goes very well also as a startup um you don't re- you have we haven't reached out to all different communities that that could benefit from it so that'll be the next step kind of thing how can we reach out to uh, a group with learning difficulties or how can we reach out to the hospitals or how can we reach out to plus size community those kind of thing yeah I think that, that some yeah there's something in that and I also think just on the sizing thing like I think they're probably like I I took an 18 and they're um they're generous and a generous 18 I think Yes. So I, you know, I'm thinking maybe I might try a 16 next time. So, so there's also that, isn't there? Is it's like sizing is also not um, exact art anyway, right? So, exactly. so it's Every, everyone is different. Everybody is different. Um, yeah. Yes. So, but we do come on the larger side. So, if you are in between 16 and 18, we always say to go for 16. You want a snug kind of fit. Yeah, and but actually, having said that, the ones I'm wearing, which are an 18, are absolutely fine. But I do think I'm going to try the slightly snugger one and see what it's like. You yeah, know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's true, you don't want them too loose, I guess, because that's like yeah. um, that's how it leaks and stuff as well. Yeah, so. yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And I bet you don't want them too tight either, because yeah. then they'll be uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's trying to get that balance right as well. I think. Uh, we did one sizing when we just started the Kickstarter. We we thought we'll do the American standard size, like extra small, yeah. small large. But then mm. once I started doing the market research out here in the UK, none of the none of the supermarket do in small, medium, large. They all do mm. 18, 12, 14, 16. So because we have UK based, brand, you know, we keep UK based selling it. So we we had to literally change all the labels everything and then go to 6 8 10 12 14 16 and even in this now people are in between sizes whether they are like some people don't even know where which size they are so having to yeah go through that journey and say like okay if you wear a dress size of 16 to 18 please go for 16 or if you are 6 to 8 go for a 6 because the the pants have a bit of a stretch yeah um, 
I know I, I think I've got pants in my drawer of everything from like medium or 14, 16, 18, you know. <laughs> no standard size for size <laughs> underwear. Exactly. <laughs> and, and that's one of the good things about our, our Wooka brand is like we do like 40 days customer satisfaction guarantee. So cool. in, within 40 days, if you don't like the underwear, if the size doesn't fit, we don't ask you any question. We take exchange or return or refund. Mm. And I think that is kind of reassuring, especially in the laundry industry where none of the underwear that you buy from any of the supermarket, you get to do that. Yeah, that is, it is. And I think it's important, isn't it? That if someone's invested in that sort of underwear that they can, um, you know, yeah. uh, be sure that it fits them. It's good. Exactly. And then it's, it's right for them. They can try it for the one cycle to see whether it works for them. Um, not everybody's comfortable pre-bleeding kind of thing as well. They give it a go, but yeah. You yeah. Have to, yeah, yeah. Because they're used to tampons. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. But we do, we do have like a lot of uh, our customer are menstrual cup users as well because they don't want to use the cup on their lighter days kind of thing. So um they they say like oh pants is much better or sleep with the pants on kind of thing mm. uh, also some people have very heavy bleeding and so they want to wear the cup and the underwear together or tampons and the underwear together just to avoid that any kind of leak um, yeah so it's it's very versatile you can wear them on their own or you can wear with something else um the main reason being yes we are trying to create the most comfortable menstrual product so that you go stress-free and um yeah feel comfortable relax <laughs> relax yes i um i wanted to bring something else because i i haven't said yet but um i came to an amazing event you organized last week and one of the things that that was being discussed there so you had lots of different speakers and um, we probably can't name them all but um one of the things that was being discussed there was um, a lot around sort of pe both period poverty. So the fact that, that there are people um, mm -hmm. all over the world, there are women all over the world that can't afford menstrual products. And also that's sort of like, which you've already mentioned, like being positive about your period and what does it mean to be period positive? And I think both of those are really interesting issues. And we, long time ago, when we first started the show, Ziada and I did do um, an episode about menstruation, didn't we? And, um, and we talked about our own experience of, 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 of what it was like to start bleeding in, in the places that we come from and like, you know, sort of trying to break down this idea of not talking about periods, basically. Yeah. Um, and I just just thought it might be interesting to speak a bit about, about sort of being positive about periods and then also this, you know, the angle of kind of period poverty and what, what do we do about it? Yeah. Big, that was the most massive question. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. no, 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 it's all right. Because it's a, such an interesting topic. Um, I, I grew up in Nepal up until like eight years ago. And funny thing is, I, I never heard about period poverty because we never used disposable menstrual product. No. Everything was, you make it at home, you wear it, you wash it, you dry it, you use it again. Yeah. So, so hygiene used to be a big issue because not everybody used to dry out in the dry their rags in the sun or don't know how to use it properly. They they might wear it for a really longer period of time. Yeah. And not not wash it immediately. 
Um, so those kind of issue. Um, and then while I was doing this project, then I started hearing a lot about period positive uh, period poverty in, in the UK. Um, yeah. And it's absolutely shocking. I mean, in a, in a developed nation like UK, girls cannot go to school because they cannot afford to buy a tampon. I'm Ziada Bade in Tanzania. And I'm Marianne Clements in the UK. And you've been listening to Change Making Women, a Geo Origin podcast about women and creating change in the world, broadcasting from two or more continents each week. You can follow us at Change Making Women on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can subscribe and catch all our previous and future conversations at iTunes Podcast, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. All our shows are also available at www.changemakingwomen.com, our website where you can find more information about the shows and our guests. If you enjoy our show, please do share the show with your friends and colleagues. And another really helpful way you can support what we're doing is to write a review and rate us on iTunes Podcasts if you're an Apple user. It helps other people find out about our show. The thing is, I, di- I didn't go to school here. Mm. Um, and I grew up in Nepal, so we always used the reusable version to the menstrual products. So it, was, it, was, it used to be always like my mum's oldest sari, cotton sari, because it has got more absorbency as, as, you, as you wash it so many times. Mm-hmm. And make that into a rectangular shape. And then that's it. Like, this is your menstrual product. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we never, I never, well, I think I was 18 years old when I first went to go and buy a menstrual product, like, like a disposable pad. Mm-hmm. And then came home with this a net, uh, you know, like the wound, like whenever you are in war, I don't know when you are wounded, and then you put this cotton pad around your arms, those kind of thing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was given that, and then a, a net filled with uh, cotton, lots of cotton in it, and then I was like, so is this what people use as a pad, kind of thing? You know, like yes. And then you wear it, and they're horrible thing to wear it. Once you wear it and then you're trying to dispose of it and that's, that's the biggest trouble. It's like, where should you dispose it? So either you dig a hole in the ground and then bury it or burn it. That's the only two options. Mm. So there's no council who comes and collect any kind of waste. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and, and I think that was one of the challenging. And that's why I never got to see the period poverty, but more about the menstrual hygiene kind of thing, like people yeah. being clean enough um, and getting various kind of illnesses and diseases. Um, but here in the UK, it's astounding. I mean, more than 100,000 students, uh, I think, reported that they were under period poverty. So the girls cannot afford to buy a menstrual product. A menstrual product, a box of tampon, a pad costs two, three pounds a month yeah. to go monthly. And they cannot afford that two, three pounds. It's, it's shocking, isn't it? It's really shocking. But that, what it also occurs to me is that we've lost because we've, we've been so, um, whatever it is, persuaded by these products and the companies that sell these products. We've lost that knowledge in a couple of generations. We've lost the knowledge of what we did before. So we've all gone to, you know, tampons and pads and stuff. And now there are people struggling because, you know, the economic situation here is maybe not what it was or, yeah. or, you know, whatever that is. And so we've lost that kind of women's knowledge, I guess. 
which you know may not have been as quote unquote hygienic or whatever but at least that knowledge that you had growing up was probably here it must have been here before the products um came right yeah. but we've lost uh, it entirely <laughs> yeah somehow we and then i get worried like whenever a developing nation tries to copy uh things from the developed nation mm-hmm. it's not always a, a a right solution you know and yeah. and and yeah and then the whole in india what 12 percent of the people who you who use disposable menstrual product right Mm-hmm. I think just from Bangalore, the city, 80 or 90 tons of menstrual product waste goes out every day. Yeah, it's crazy. Just in one city. Now, 12%. Can you imagine, once that reaches to 50% of the people using menstrual product, disposable, that the whole country will be covered in waste. Yeah. And then I think that needs to be addressed as well. Sustainable yeah. menstrual product is the best way to go. And I think we need... Uh, we need to learn from the East what they have been doing using kind of thing. Just mm. recreate it, make sure that it's comfortable, make sure that it's easily clean, washable, clean uh, kind of thing um, and convenient to use as well. Mm-hmm. It's funny, like I, I recently met a couple of Nepali friends um, here in the market and then, and then I started talking about the underwear and I said like, oh, the underwear is going great and all this kind of thing. And then one of the girl goes like, oh, so you wash it and then use it again? How do you do that? She goes like that. And then I asked her like, so what did you use before you came here? And she goes like, oh yeah, mom, sorry, right? And you didn't wash and use it again. So it's the same thing. Now, I mean, you can even put the underwear in the washing machine and use it again. And then she goes like, oh no, I can't do that anymore. I'm so used to like, putting the waste away, kind of thing, out of your sight, out of your mind, mm. kind of thing. So it's, it's, the, it's the change in mentality, I guess. Like, mm. how can you make people understand what is better for you and better for health, better for the environment, you know? It's, it's like responsibilities. How can we then built in uh, everyone's yeah, head? I feel way. like, um, you know, these branded, like, uh, disposable products have taught us to want to dispose of our own blood in in this way like where i can just get rid of it and like we're almost afraid of our own blood and washing our own blood as if there's something about it that's you know not sanitary well that's the that's the word isn't it like sanitary products when people use that word it's like there's something i don't know there's something wrong with it and we've kind of bought into that ourselves you know It's like you find that people are grossed out, but it's your own waste product. Why are you grossed out anyways in the first place, you know? What do you use? What do you use in Tanzania for menstrual? Uh, I mean, at at the moment we have the disposables, (laughs) which I hate. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, by the way, speaking of that, Marianne, you better get me a pair. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm working on it. But yeah, um, speaking of you in Nepal, you know, using your your mother's sari here, um, growing up, I think it's a conversation I had with Marianne. We mm-hmm. had to use, you know, cotton materials. Mm-hmm. That's what you're being taught in the beginning before you even learn about how to use the disposables. Yeah, you know, and I, and, and I think my, you know. I, 
I'm not quite sure of the statistics at the moment, but you know, you, you find that a lot of uh, places, it's still quite expensive for them to, you know, to afford disposables. So the only way to use it, you find that, of course, now they're using either cotton material, you know, during the, the, the menstrual time or some areas they're using, oh, sorry, they're using banana leaves. So that is still here, and 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 I remember I think um, there was a campaign at some point where you know the government was being told you know women were it was an outcry that you know they should just have tax exemption for you know sanitary pads. Absolutely. So you know so everyone will be able to afford them because mm. otherwise you know a whole lot won't be able to afford. And, and whatnot. So, you know, with such things, with such products like yours, um, it's quite, it's quite, it's rather impressive and quite imperative that, you know, it comes to this side. And as you say, you know, we should copy such things. So it's, it's affordable to everyone. I mean, yeah. young youngsters today shouldn't even be thinking of, oh my God, I can't go to school because I'm having my periods. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. you know so yeah definitely i mean i mean we would we would we are thinking of going as a global product mm -hmm. we want it to be accessible to every every single girl and every woman in the world um so one of the reason why i made the underwear is also um when you are drying your rags many times so this is how i was growing up uh, when you dry your rags and then if somebody finds it and then burns it they do a, like a black magic voodoo kind of thing and you'll do exactly yeah we had we had that as well <laughs> you know like you had to really hide it or sometimes you don't even you know put it on a line outside so it, it actually dries up you have to stick it somewhere under the bed yes yeah. so because you're so scared someone will find it and burn it and yeah exactly and yeah. when you say that to a 12 year old when she had the first period it's like it st sticks in your head forever. Mm -hmm. And and one of the reasons why I made the underwear is like, just like an ordinary underwear, you can hang the underwear just outside in the sun. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know? And nobody will know whether you're in your period or not as well. Yeah. So, so there is kind of thing. Um, and and I, I am definitely thinking of taking the product to Nepal, India, places in Africa, so that every girl can access to it. So that they they can they shouldn't worry about uh, not going to school because they are on their period or have any kind of leak anxiety. Mm. Uh, and changing the underwear is very quick and fast as well. Compared if you are going to school and stuff, um, and it's not fiddly, so all you have to do is take it off, put it in a small wash bag, and wear the clean underwear mm. kind of thing. Whereas compared to pads, you have to hold your underwear down and then make sure that it's arranged nicely and you put it on. So so those kind of issue as well. But I think the most important thing, especially in a developing country is, I would say the first priority is the toilet. Yeah. Um, toilets in school needs to be safe and secure for every girls and boys. Mm. Um, and I think that's one of the things that I absolutely hated when I was growing up. Um, and I, I never wanted to go to my school toilet. Um, and I used to hold on my wee and then, 
after a couple of months, I started having bladder problem because I was holding it for so long. In mm-hmm. the morning, I used to go to the toilet in my house and then I used to come back at 4.30 to, to my house to <laughs> go for a wee because it was absolutely horrendous. I mean, a communal toilet with old girls squatting. I didn't even mention this in the, uh, the event. Um, mm-hmm. it, is, it is horrible. And I think every girl should have a safe place um, especially a toilet. I mean, that's the basic needs of human being, right? Um, so, yeah. And then talking about the whole period poverty thing, um, uh, again, the, the, the only way to solve, I can see it, is if the government wants to work with us and then do a supply to all the schools so that girls can access to sustainable, reusable menstrual products so that you don't have to keep on investing so much on it. Yeah. And that's the best way rather than dumping all the disposable menstrual product every month. Mm-hmm. I think the environmental imperative is also, you know, feels really, really important right now as well. Because the more I'm thinking about this, the more I'm realizing just how much waste we're creating as a planet, you know, every month, you know, women bleeding for, you know, maybe half their lives every month that's a a lot of menstrual products that we're chucking away if you know and i guess you know some of them aren't using aren't using disposables but all the ones that are being used just feels like a lot of waste that we could avoid as well feels like something we could really change in you know quickly you know yeah yeah i mean it only takes a couple of months to try out and give it a go and there are like already so many alternatives out there in the market you can Mm -hmm. can try various type of menstrual cup soft hard those kind of thing uh, you've got cloth pads of different ranges i mean and different prints if you <laughs> wanted that and period underwear there are loads some people use sea sponge i don't know how healthy it is to use or not but i wouldn't recommend because i think it still gets a bit of a sand in it so but i've heard people using about using the the sponge uh, for mm-hmm. their menstrual product um but yeah, there are plenty of alternatives that we can uh, choose from, and I think, and and I think it's it's about time we we are a responsible environmental citizen uh, if we want the the planet for our future generation to be clean, I guess, yeah, mm. or manageable at least. So we've heard about all your amazing work and what you've been up to um, in Wukaware, but. How do you look after yourself and relax when you're not working? No, I've got a dog and I just got it for the right time, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got, I've got a little puppy. Well, he's nine months now mm-hmm. called Pythagoras. Okay. And I take him out twice a day. Um, so one way is like in the morning when I go out with him, I don't take my phone. I don't take anything. I just go for an hour. Oh, wow. And then I meet other dog walking people and all we do is talk about dog. <laughs> it's kind of like a nice therapy. And also you get to meet so many other dogs and puppies. Um, uh, and that itself is a nice relaxing thing. Um, the other thing that we do, I tend to take um, at least one weekend in a month off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, otherwise we like every time working in the house. So. Yeah. That, that that one weekend is like 
no phone. I think it's, it's the phone that makes everything stressful, isn't it, these days? Any kind of like computers or phones where you are accessible anytime because you tend to go in there and then start checking and then doing loads of things. If yeah, you're actually once, into it, right? Exactly. Mm. Once that's left in the house and then, yeah, we love, we love cycling, me and my husband. And the dog comes along as well. So we take <laughs> the mountain biking. Um, started recently taking up uh, wild swimming. So we did our first one. Oh. I'm not a good swimmer, but tend to go in the water and just have a plunge. <laughs> what, what's wild swimming? So basically going swimming in the lake, in the pond, which is like slightly restricted. Oh, okay. <laughs> so a bit of adventure. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, it is publicly allowed, I, I think so, but not everybody goes and swim in it. Yeah, uh-huh, it's like okay. it's like places where people wouldn't necessarily normally swim, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there are quite a few popping up in the, uh, in the UK where you can go and swim. And uh, but then again, the whole thing about sanitation and like trying to keep it clean, we are always like trying to keep ourselves clean and then go and swim in the chlorine-filled water in the swimming pool, kind of thing. So it's nice to be refreshing, going out in the wild and just enjoying. Yeah. Water in its own state you know like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> without being affected by yeah so um yeah walking out um cycling yeah. that's a nice way to relax absolutely yeah. it is indeed yeah um so if we want to get you so our listeners guess they're wondering where can we get you where can we put get your products um in social media or website where is that so um, you can find us at wuka.co.uk, so w-u-k-a.co.uk. We are on all social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wukaware, w-u-k-a-w-e-a-r, wukaware. So okay. yeah, um, you can email us anytime with any questions that you have got from period, from your story at hello at wuka.co.uk. And I'll, I'm the one who's responding to it. So we get to chat. <laughs> <laughs> I love that invitation, Ruby. Thank you Absolutely. so much for being with yeah. us. I am super impressed with your product and also Thank with you so your story as well. So I wish you all the best for the growth of this. And I, yeah, I really think it's something that makes a difference. So Absolutely. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for watching you rise. <laughs> you're yeah. so welcome thank you yes and our theme tune over and over was written and performed by Eleanor Brown who you can find at eleanorbrownmusic.com <laughs>